Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Have you ever noticed a pattern where if you're seeing someone or you're dating around, you just keep getting more and more dates and even people like come out of the woodworks, even exes. And then if you're not seeing anyone, then no one seems to be around. No one's interested. And you might be rummaging through all these sites and you're swiping right repeatedly. You're reaching out to a ton of people only to hear crickets. I mean, it's definitely an energetic thing. And I have a theory around that, but the truth is Dry spells can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter your age, your gender, your relationship history. And when it happens to you, often your energy turns to the wrong place. Here's what I see. Either you completely shut down and you you turn your cab light off, or you go into desperation work mode where you're anxiously, you know, you'll try anything. You'll do anything just to get a hello or second date. And with that, either case, The dating dry spell continues and it can be a rabbit hole and self-esteem buster. There was this woman I was working with recently and she was in a complete state of what I call desperate dating dry spell. And after being in a long-term relationship and it was, it was for a while and she was trying to date, but without much success. And she was constantly on dating apps and she was trying to, you know, go on different ones. She was reaching out to a ton of men and this was like a daily routine for her. But yet, to no avail, no responses from any of them. And then the ones who did respond, the conversations would die quickly. And when I looked under the hood, as I do, to see what was really going on, I started noticing and seeing the problems. I think overall, what I saw was that she, first of all, she had very little to no dating experience prior to her relationship. All the men that she had dated beforehand were mostly long-term. So she was a serial relationship girl and she never learned how to date without being attached. So for her, just dating seemed daunting and she was getting in her head constantly. So that's why when I looked at her conversations online and how she was approaching men, she was dating like a relationship girl and her energy felt more like a friend or a transaction. And she was so desperate to get to that relationship because she hated the courting phase that she was just skipping through it. So naturally, I was helping her with the art of flirting, helping her get a little more playful, more feminine, some sexy outfits and looking, you know, at her profile and working on her marketing and really being more playful and engaging in her conversation so that she could just practice dating and having fun and learning how to let men energetically come to her and not the other way around. She is now, of course, having a ton of conversations online, I'm happy to say, with men. And she is at the point of like really honing in on how to give great virtual and in-person dates. So with me on the line today for this special Coaching with Kimmy episode is a single mom who went through a long dating dry spell, and, and she's just starting to get some action here, and she wants to learn how to keep things going without slipping backwards and 
not let fears, desperation, and self-sabotage get in her way. Welcome, Lindy. Lindy, are you there? Hi. There you go. Hi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's so good to have you on. And I mean, I know a little bit about you because we had a virtual makeover together. Really? Like that was a yeah. while ago, right? We did. It was about mm, five years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe it's been that long. So no, it's so good to connect. Um, and, you know, I will maybe just start with introducing yourself a little bit of background of who you are, what you do, where you live, all that. So my name is Lindy and I am a single mom of three. Um, I have been divorced for 14 years. I was married for 17 years. Um, And in those 14 years, I've had some long-term relationships, Um, but I, especially the last two or three years, um, I've really had a dry spell. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I've kind of, I don't know, I think I'm now in desperation almost, (laughs) you know, that mode, (laughs) swiping right all the time, and I'm emailing a zillion people and hearing nothing. And it just day by day kind of grades on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, when, when that happens, you get into what, you know, is called dating fatigue. And then with that fatigue, I mean, that's just, it's exhausting. I, I so know where you're at. Well, I mean, tell me a little bit more like, you know, before your marriage, did you have much dating experience before that? Or like, what was your, you know, kind of life like before that? Well, I didn't have much. Um, mm. The first person who asked me out. Oh. And it was my second semester of my junior year of college. And uh, in my head, I was like, well, <laughs> no one else has asked me out and I better make this work. And so, yeah, I had no experience. Uh, well, no wonder this is this is all new for you. You know, this is new territory. Um, well, I actually, I want to just, I just want to ask, cause you said you didn't think anybody else would ask you out. Like what, what was that about? I, well, I, you know, we're in college and I was, mm-hmm. I was watching all my friends have numerous boyfriends or get engaged, especially by junior year, senior year. And I thought, and here I am. Um, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah. So I just jumped at the chance that he asked me out. I didn't chase him, you know, but when he did, I just kind of made it work. I, um, there were things I saw at the beginning that didn't really, I didn't like, but I kind of put him to the side and turned into a pretzel and did everything I could so that it would work out. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Like, especially if you didn't have any really like dating experiences before that it was, it probably felt good just to get that, you know, attention and possible relationship. Yeah. Yes. Well, what, I mean, what is that about? Like, is that, had you always had kind of, I mean, it just sounds like a little bit of scarcity feelings of not having men, you know, like you even prior to that, like, was that your experience in high school and all that? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was not allowed to date. I think that's what kind of probably sparked it. So 
I didn't have a lot any practice in high school like a lot of my friends did. So I didn't know. <laughs> right. Like, did you like boys or what? what oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so how, how come do you think it never happened? I am not sure. Hmm. I, um, I see myself sometimes almost getting too serious in not in not serious, like needing the relationship right now, but like serious, like wanting to go to deeper subjects rather than just, Hey, how's the weather? Oh, that was really nice. Which I think is what needs to happen at the beginning of a relationship, but I'm not, you know, I want to go deep fast. So. You, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you're kind of like that client that I was talking about in the beginning. <laughs> like you want to just get to the relationship, like the good stuff. Right. And, and some of it too, I don't know. I have two master's degrees, so that's kind of where I am. I'm always in that academia of deeper thinking. Mm. I, yeah. Do you, do you think a lot? Like, do you get in your head a lot and you're like goal oriented <laughs> and I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean, a girl with two masters. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yes, yes, that's me. <laughs> okay, because I'm just wondering, and I think this ties into what's going on now. But I like to always go back and see like where things started, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the earlier formative years, did you ever like think of yourself as sexy? Did you ever practice flirting? Did you, you know, put yourself out in a different way than? versus the intellectual deep way? I never did. No, I was, um, let's see. I was, I was very conservative. I was very driven to Mm. very good grades. Um, everything I did, I excelled at. I play musical instruments. I practice for hours and I just, that's what I focused on. And even though I liked guys, you know, I saw him at school and that was it. So, <laughs> um, did you have any fears around men or boys even at that time? I don't think so. Not yeah. at that time. No. Okay. So it wasn't that you were scared. It was just like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, like you knew what to do for academics and, and to be successful and study in these other areas, but it maybe it sounded like it was just a little foreign to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Boy asks girl out. Girl says yes. They go out. They have fun. Then boy asks girl out again. The girl says yes. They have fun. They go out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's going on here? Why didn't boy ask girl out? <laughs> right. Right. So I was just waiting for that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So while you were waiting, and this kind of relates to, we'll tie it all together now, but while you were waiting, like, what kind of signals would you send out to the boys? Like, you know, did you, how approachable do you think you were with that? I don't, if I look, okay. At the time, Mm -hmm. I probably thought I was doing exactly the same thing as all the other girls who were around, but Mm -hmm. they were getting dates and they were, you know, people were talking about them. I, at this point, looking back, High school was over 30 years for me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Me too, honey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> looking back, I think, I think, no, I was so, oh my gosh. 
I have to get from algebra class over to, um, you know, English class. And I have, I have 10 minutes, but I'm going to get there in one minute and, you know, be studying and ready. I, I think I just, I, I didn't show that I was anything but focused on my learning. <laughs> ah, and then, yeah. And look where I am now, two masters. Two, I just finished my second master. So that's all I've been doing is learning. Uh, wow. And I'm well, a, at school all the time too. <laughs> oh my God. And you're a teacher. It's like, oh my gosh. And so you're not only, not only are you like a scholar, perfectionist, go-getter, like taskmaster, you know, that kind of energy. I'm one, and you're also like a teacher, which is also in, you're in helping mode constantly. Yes. How, that was the other thing I was going to ask you, like how, how much are you able to receive and kind of share about yourself and really like allow that to happen? I, I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, I either, I have two ways that I go. Either I ask a lot of questions and I'm a really good listener or someone asks me a question and I dump everything on them. Ah, okay. Uh, Like when you dump everything on them, what does that look like? Like, can you give me an example? Well, like they might, okay, now I would not do this on a first date, but maybe by a third date, you know, I would feel a little more comfortable and they want to know, well, why did you get divorced? And I'm not, of course, I'm not going to tell them a hundred percent of everything, but I probably tell a little bit more than I should, you know, mm-hmm. rather than having like a 30 second elevator speech of, well, we just grew apart. And, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I want to be authentic and honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I kind of fight with myself is that sometimes, sometimes as a teacher and a helper, um, I feel like I'm with children all day. I'm with little children and I'm encouraging them all day. Oh, your hair looks gorgeous. Oh, it's gorgeous. Mm. So like me, if I'm doing that with a guy, I feel almost like silly, like I'm putting them down and they don't feel it that way. But that's because mm-hmm. that I'm always talking to a, a five or six year old and saying those things. And then to say that to a 50 year old mm-hmm. feels authentic. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think if you talked that way to a guy, yeah, I think they would think that's a little silly too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I mean, and, and so I, I think that's maybe some of the stuff I mean, we're kind of cracking the code, right? Like getting right. what's going on. And it, it, it seems like you might be attacking dating like you do in your life, right? Like in what you know, and that totally makes sense. I mean, we always default to things that we're confident in. And, and you know, you learned how to gain your confidence and self-esteem through what you accomplished and what you know, and also helping others. So if dating has been daunting for you and you're not feeling confident, you will default to your area of confidence. And that is date like how you normally attack <laughs> your accomplishments, right? So, you know, swiping through, asking a bunch of questions to guys, you know, like kind of having a system, trying to accomplish it, getting, you it's know. like my Girl Scout list, all the, the little list of things to do to get my badge. Right, right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then how is that working for you? 
not working. <laughs> not working. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is really hard for a lot of people who are high achievers, especially because they get caught. And you and I talked a little bit about this, just that perfectionistic you know, things. So like you try to achieve a certain level for yourself. And then when it doesn't happen, it's, it can be really frustrating and, you know, love and dating and attraction and flirtation, all that lives more in a feeling based and in your body kind of experience, not in your head. And so that's almost, you know, counterintuitive to someone like you, because that's how you've learned to operate is more like, you know, in your head. But the beautiful thing about you is that you're a musician. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like, like what happens to you? So here, I want to, this is, might be really interesting. Like what happens to you when you play an instrument and what instruments do you play? I play the flute. Okay. So when you're playing the flute, like are you in your head or are you able to now just like embody it and you just like move with it? Like what goes on for you? So if I'm learning a piece, I'm all in my head, making sure it's, you know, but then once I know the piece and I go back and play it over and over, you know, it's just, it's enjoyable. It's fun. I don't have to think about it. I just kind of you know, I love this section. Oh, I can't wait to play that again. And yeah, so it's a feeling rather than a thinking at that point. And and when does that happen to you? Like, do you know that switch where it clicks for you? I don't know. I've never thought of that. No. I'd love for you to really like hone in on this and this, you know, I just want to kind of get into just the, the what to do kind of thing. Because I think there's something there. I always look for honing devices for people, you know, (laughs) it's like, I think that's that feeling. And I don't know if you, the listener could hear Lindy as she was describing that feeling when she's just embodying that flute, like your voice shifted, you became, yeah, you just became a little bit lighter and flowier. (laughs) And I don't, and I think that that's that energy that's so attractive and appealing. And that's the feeling you should have when you're first meeting somebody, not the other piece where you're trying to figure it out. Okay. Right. And because, and you know, this about playing an instrument, like if you keep getting in your head about a piece, right. It's not going to read as well. You know, this is a performer, right? Like it, it, it clicks yeah. when it, when it, it's in your body, right? And energetically flows. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And there's a confidence about it of um, wanting to portray when I'm playing, I want to portray beauty to my audience. That's what I'm trying to portray. Not note, 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 but note, 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 note is being in my head. Bingo. So I have a like huge question for you. Do you think you're beautiful? Do you think you're sexy? I do. I do. Yeah. There are days. Yeah. But there are days that, yeah. Yeah. There are days what? There, there are days that, that I'm just, well, right now I'm, I, I just got up, I'm wearing a cute dress and makeup and, you know, Mm. and then there are days I'm like, oh man, not a Uh good day. 
Right. Well, and we all have that. I mean, that's normal. But I mean, the core of you, you, Lindy, you believe when you look in the mirror that you're beautiful and that you're worth it and that a man should be so lucky to to be with you. Yeah. So that's, that's the frame of mind that I want you thinking rather than, okay, so what am I going to tackle today? How many interactions am I going to have and how many questions, (laughs) right? Like I act because that's the energy that's going to pull men to you rather than you trying to attack it because that's masculine energy. And I have a feeling like, and, and again, like without really looking at your conversations online, which I often do, like, I really like to dissect, you know, like people's conversations. I like what you're doing. I mean, you're looking at the guy's profiles and you're asking good questions, but I just think that the, the flirty side, the playful side of you, you're not showing enough. I think sometimes what goes through my head is, I have, I can think of a flirty little thing to say. Yeah. Brain says, oh my gosh, is he going to take that the wrong way? Cause I don't want to give him the wrong impression. So uh, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that's your, I think this is one of your blocks. So you ultimately think you're worth it. You know, you're sexy and beautiful. So mm-hmm. like, right. Like we're trying to find out what is stopping you from putting yourself out there so that you're letting men see this part of you. Because you're leading with your head and questions rather than letting men see this, this bombshell that you are. <laughs> you're, you're, it's almost like your um, cloak in a way, like you're, <laughs> you're kind of protecting yourself, right? Yeah, I am. So you're, you're worried about what, tell me more about that, the, your worries that you're having. If you, if you ask like a flirty question or you're in your play. Um, gosh. So if I go back to my marriage, he had lots of affairs on me. Um, he was addicted to porn. Um, and so I don't want that again. And I think Uh always in my head, is this guy going to be into me or is he into a female body part. That's, that's where I'm. Yeah. Hmm. I just want to be seen for me. And yeah. Wow. Lindy, that was really powerful. That, that connection you just made for yourself. You know, I, there's, there's always something that like blocks us. Sometimes we can't always access it. But that, you know, and that's so normal. I mean, again, like I made, that's the protection then, you know, like you're, you're protecting yourself from getting hurt and Mm -hmm. attracting the wrong kind of guy. Right. But I'm attracting no guys because I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. You're actually using a repellent rather than, you know, like, and, and as your protection. So you know, really what it is for you is, and I tell people this all the time, especially when you've been hurt, there's armor that goes up and and the armor is different for everybody. I mean, I think we're uncovering yours, but you know, it, the notion is, is to not strip all the armor off and stand there naked, but you could put your sword down and you can put your, you know, you can put like a, a little bit, you can peek your eyes through your helmet. (laughs) And let 
these guys see pieces of you and part of you. And like you said, that all or nothing thing that keeps happening to you, it'll energetically feel better because you're reeling them in and you're slowly letting these guys see you so that they want more. And in that process, you get to assess and determine who is right for you and who you walk away from. I mean, here's, and here's a bigger question. Like with, I know you've done some work on yourself. Do you feel like you trust yourself to detect some of these, you know, patterns now with guys? I'm noticing that I, I catch things faster than I used to. Awesome. Um, I used, I, I literally would, date someone because I didn't want to hurt their feelings and then um you know like even though I knew things weren't working out or they would um they they would do things I really didn't like and I would still oh well try and you know make an excuse and now I just think I, I you know I've had guys say um like, like they'll argue with me about my beliefs why and why do you do this and why do you that well then they're not my guy I mean I'm I've learned it's taken me a while yes yeah Yeah. well and that goes back to like being the caretaker and the people pleaser and wanting you know not to hurt people's feelings but you know I, I think and this is kind of what you're saying actually you're hurting other people and yourself more when you just make excuses and and try to appease people, even though it's not feeling good for yourself. So it's awesome that you're learning that. So that trust factor, what I want you, and this is just a mindset switch because here's, here's a couple things that I want you to walk away with and try. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the mindset is more instead of filtering through and using your questions and safety kind of like stance with guys to detect the bad guys to ward them off. Like you said, you're not, you're not getting anything. So you can't even detect them, you know, like you're not giving them a chance. So I want you to do the opposite. I want you to reverse it. I actually want you to put yourself out there and then you get to see who you move on with and who you move off with. And and really with that, you're going to start building the trust within yourself because Lindy, you got this, like you, you, you're, you've, you've done a lot of work. I think the point that you're at right now is the action and, and trying some things that are different than you normally do. Cause you, you know, you'll, you'll keep defaulting to the same things because that's your safety net. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, so with that, then, you know, really go back to some of these conversations that you're having with men. And instead of falling into the friend zone and asking interview questions, try being a little playful, (laughs) you know, don't try to get to the deep answers. Like you're just being friendly, but try to tell stories, share more about yourself, see the kind of guys that are showing up for you and asking you questions. But with that, you need to share more. Okay. I think what you're doing too is that you're, like you said, like in the beginning, you're firing a bunch of questions 
and you know how to make people feel really good. And, and by the way, that's so teacher mode, right? Like, and I know this as a therapist, like, I mean, I'll throw myself under the bus. I used to, I used to date like a therapist. I mean, talk about awful. Like these guys yeah. felt like they were on the couch every time they were with me. And, you know, I, I didn't realize that at the time. And so, yeah, I don't want you talking to them like your little boys, you know, in right. class, you know? Um, and, and so, I think in the very beginning, I have this whole like social engagement formula that I teach people. And obviously that's a bigger conversation, but the notion is, is moving conversations from your head to more personal heartfelt ones and playful ones. And just see if there's a difference in the way the guys engage with you, you know, and instead of um, playing it safe, I'll Mm -hmm. say, you know, try being a little playful. And, and, and gamey with things, um, ask, you know, answering questions with questions is kind of fun. You know, I always go back to the example when people say, oh, you know, what do you do for a living? Say, okay, I'm going to give you three guesses and what you think that is, you know, like, and just have a little fun, you know, with it rather than just getting to the answers and your checklist. Okay. And then the third thing is the embodiment piece. I think honing in and doing a little vis- visualization on the the flute playing is so powerful for you you know like really like embodying that energy and i don't know if you've ever done any like pole dancing or things that have to do with sensuality and in, in your body i think that would be awesome for you to help you get out of your head okay have you ever tried that i've actually yeah i have oh you have oh, and was that helpful at the time, yes, but it's been probably five or six years. Yeah. Oh my God. Then go back to that. I mean, if that was helpful, like I, you know, and you could try different things. I mean, there's belly dancing and and I know like with, with the world that we're in today, um, there's a lot of virtual stuff happening Right. right now. Yeah. And classes online that you can take and, you know, even like obviously your musical, like putting together a playlist for yourself that you find sexy and sensual. And before you go online or before you go on a date, I, I want you to like, listen to that music and, and dance around and get into that space versus your checklist. Okay. I can do that. That'll be easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know. check, check, check. Got it. You're making a checklist as we speak. I know it. <laughs> out rule thing here we go (laughs) right so what are your thoughts like how are you feeling what are you thinking about all this so I'm I'm the the thing about um you know how you said that I changed so much when I was describing how once I get over the learning Mm -hmm. portion is how I just I soften and it I'm more confident with it and just soft and and um I didn't realize I was in my my head so much Mm. I think um yeah and so I I almost uh I need to be more playful I need to pull back and and not not think oh my gosh what's how's he gonna answer this yeah I say that wrong I don't want him to think no just have fun and if he misinterprets it I'm not, I, not to nail him on it right away, but kind of see, okay, does it keep going that way? Because then there's a problem. Otherwise, yeah, I think yes. you could, yeah, 
a funny little joke that we had and we went on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's, it, and it's also, you know, dropping the hanky more rather than saying, <laughs> well, you know, do you want to talk on the phone? I'm available Tuesday at five o'clock. You, you know, that's, that's transactional and like trying to just get to the thing. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you do that, but I'm using it as like a funny, maybe meta example versus, you know, okay. So you say you have this great coffee shop. I'd love to I'd love to see that coffee shop one day, you know, like dropping those little hints and and then having him say, well, I'll have to take you, you know, and having him lead that energy and that he has to earn it. I mean, Lindy, these guys have got to earn you. And I want you to see that. Okay. You know, and that's, and thank you for sharing that whole, you know, trauma that you went through with, with your ex. And sometimes that can also shoot your self-esteem down and your, your feelings of self-worth and, you know, it's getting that, that sense of worth back. And and when you truly like inherently feel that in your body and you, that constant reminder of how great you are, that's when these guys energetically are going to see that. And it's magical. Like it really will like draw the, the men to you because you are funny. I mean, I know you like you're cute, you're witty, you're fun. Like just show yeah. that side of you earlier. Okay. Yeah. I can okay. do it. How is it yeah. feeling? Like how, how describe a feeling that you're having right now. Um, almost like, um, like a weight is being removed. It's not gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fair. I'd be worried if it was gone. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still peeking, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay for me to just be silly and, and say that little flirtatious thing that I want to say without, without second, third, fourth guessing it just to make sure it doesn't, can't be misinterpreted any other way. Um, because again, now if I think about that, if someone were talking to me and instead of just being natural and saying whatever, mm-hmm. constantly mulling in their head, that's what I'd see. I'd see like kind of like a Rolodex going in their head. Like, what should I say? What should I say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm almost like I'm envisioning that. And uh, I don't want to be a Rolodex in my head. okay that's a great takeaway to end on don't be a rolodex in your head i love that (laughs) and instead be the flute player that embodies the music and flows and has fun and you know being the sexy femme that you are All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, Lindy, it was great. And and thank you for being so open um, and vulnerable to the process. I mean, this is what it's all about. And yet the more you tap into this side of you, I think you'll, you'll really see a difference in your interaction. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks again for all of you joining us today. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you want help getting out of your dating dry spell, 
and you want to learn how to instill a little flirtation and new energy into your life that starts attracting people, sign up for a free breakthrough call by following the link in the show description so I can help you get there. I know I can. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. Oh, 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 oh